step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Wednesday edition, December 20th. Wednesday, December 20th edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I know we're getting close to the holidays. Some of you are probably putting your finishing touches on how you wrap your presents, because as you now know, that's very important to some people. Um, but we got a lot of news to get to today, much to discuss. I got a little check-in from our main man, Clay Travis. He's having a great time with his family in Australia, where he's on vacation. He'll be back after the new year so we can all certainly look forward yeah. look forward to that um and in the meantime we've got a lot to discuss here uh we have let's start with it um trump a the the supreme court not just a court supreme court of the state of colorado has decided that trump is disqualified from running for president by the colorado supreme court he will be removed, according to this court, from the state ballot for stoking insurrection. Now, there's a lot here. Um, I just want to note also we've got guests coming up later this hour. We'll talk to uh, Attorney General of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton. Looking forward to that. We also have Chip Roy, a lot of Texas today, who's on the ground in Iowa. He's going to talk to us about that. But first up here, the Trump disqualification maneuver. Can I just say, what have we been talking about here on the show for the past week? What what have we been discussing? I've been saying to you, the, the polls, they're going too far in the anti-Biden direction. The Democrats, they have to have some trick up their sleeve. Now, we've known that the primary thing that they've been planning here for some time, the, the main effort to beat Trump, not by will of the people, not by a free and fair election, but by some mechanism of underhanded action. We, we've known for a while that the game here was going to be bringing these indictments and eventually court cases and prosecutions against Donald Trump, and that that was essentially the plan. That it didn't really matter that Joe Biden... I don't know if he ever had a fast pitch, but, you know, he's lost whatever pitch he used to be able to throw. Doesn't matter because they're going to finish off Trump with the legal system, not at the ballot box. Or perhaps the ballot box is the final stage after they have so weakened Trump through prosecutions that they think that they can't lose. They can't lose against Trump in this 2024 election. That's been the the basic plan. Now, what's the problem with that plan as we have seen it in the polls? The problem is Donald Trump keeps gaining in popularity and not just among the base. You know, I, I was wary of that in the beginning. I thought, hold on a second. Is this Democrats thinking that they can beat Donald Trump and therefore stoking his support within the base? I call it the Trump trap. 
stoking support within the base so that then they can easily defeat him in the general. We have warned you about that possibility on this show from the very beginning. It hasn't been clear to me that that's what's going on, but it certainly seems plausible given the Democrats' tremendous focus on this. Not just one, but four criminal prosecutions. And it just stands to reason that the Republican base, seeing this level of injustice, would rally against uh, against this and support Donald Trump. But that's not what's so concerning to Democrats right now. What's so concerning to the Democrat Party is that Donald Trump is surging in the swing states and is winning over independent and low propensity voters in those places. As in, it's not just the Trumpsters, as they would put it, that are rallying to Trump. It's just a majority of the American voting public, or at least as it pertains to the Electoral College, enough people that there would be quite a a victory. Now, that's been the concern. I've been saying to you, well, what are we going to see then? What are we going to witness the Democrats doing in order to change the game? I said, are we looking in the wrong direction? Is there something going on here? Is there some reality playing out that we have to be aware of where the Democrats think, this is the ace up the sleeve. This is the secret weapon that they have. And I've, we, we've talked about the possibility of a state ballot removal of a president before. A few places that this has already happened, and it has been unsuccessful. They have not been able to do it, right? They have not been able to bring themselves to get to get Trump removed. Um Colorado is the first time this plan has been successful. Colorado is the first time that we've had a situation where they've actually had the state Supreme Court decide, as crazy as it is, that he should be taken off the ballot. Now, there's a lot going on here. Um, first of all, the libs love this. The, the, the libs, here's a, Former Court of Appeals Judge Michael uh, Luddig, this is cut six. Uh, play this. Individual justices of, of the Colorado Supreme Court brought honor to their court and as well to the state and federal judiciaries with their opinion tonight in this historic case. They marshaled the support for each and every one of their decisions of state law and federal constitutional law, as well as any judge could do. Their opinion is unassailable under the objective law of the federal constitution and section three of the 14th amendment. The Supreme Court of the United States uh, ought to affirm this decision. That is insane. That is clearly outrageous and insane. First of all, what they're allowing for is Donald Trump to be removed from the ballot, to be removed from the ballot without having been found guilty of any crime, with no due process whatsoever, and with the the uh, essential fact here of taking part is in an insurrection, obviously in dispute, as in he didn't take part in an insurrection, what is the limiting principle of this? I mean, think about that for a moment. Where and who makes this determination? So any state at any point in time can just decide, you know what, you were supporting the BLM riots. That was an effort to overturn American democracy. Look like it to me. Riots all over the country. Buildings burning down. Police stations burning down. You were a part of that. And therefore, you can't run for president anymore. Would they accept that if it were done in a Republican state? Would they accept that if it were something that was going to affect the Democrat? Of course not. But this is the other option. This is the other plan. We've been talking about it. What do they think they can do that will stop Trump? Because clearly it's not just appealing to the electorate and uh, getting the American people to agree with them. That's not the plan. Joe Biden's a joke. You know it. I know it. So what are they going to do? Something like this. They're going to abuse the system beyond recognition in the name of saving it. They'll burn it down to make sure that it endures. This is crazy. 
It is absolutely uh, nonsense. So I, I've got to say, the fact that Colorado has gone so far left as a state is really disappointing. Um, I know that there are a lot of good Republicans in Colorado, but it's now kind of gone out of purple into pretty solid blue territory, and that the state Supreme Court would come up with such an outrageous decision. I think that there's a very good chance on the, on the merits not only will the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, strike this down, I think you will get probably a uh, a seven a seven two decision on this one, maybe even maybe even unanimous. I don't think you can trust Sotomayor to vote against this. I think she'll say, "I don't care what an outrage this is against the Constitution." She's an activist and she's the least bright member of the Supreme Court, and so she'll probably go along with it. Um. I, I think there might be one other justice who would go along with this, but still, that's why I think 7-2, uh, Justice Katanji Brown uh, Jackson may go along with this. I think you're looking at 7-2, maybe 9-0, because think about what this does. Think about what this opens up. They're going to remove him for what exactly? For They say he took part in an insurrection against the Constitution of the United States. That's insane. That's just insane. It didn't happen. So they're, they're lying. They're wrong. They're overreaching and they're destroying the very legal and political system that they claim to be the sacred protectors of in this whole process. But here's what I, here's what I have for you as the main takeaway on this. And I, I definitely want to open up lines on this. I want to hear from you. 800-282-2882. Here's what I see going on here. Um, They'll do anything. They will do anything in order to defeat Donald Trump. There is no argument that is too embarrassing for them to make. There is no rule that is too sacred for them to break. Whatever will work, they will do, or that they think will work. And so I'm not even sure this is the last thing, the last dirty trick they're going to pull. In fact, I'm quite certain there'll be others. And it's up to us to both anticipate what they are, what they will be to the degree we can and to be prepared for the endurance necessary to defeat these, uh, these efforts. Because if a couple of left wing judges in or, you know, a handful of left wing judges in a place like Colorado can deprive the American people of their right to vote for whom they want to be president, do we have a republic anymore? No, really, you have to ask yourself that question. You have to wonder, oh, they can do it this time, but they won't do it again. Really? Based on what? Based on our our faith that the far-left Democrat Party, that the uh, Democrat corporate media, with its wokeness and its communist insanity, that they'll decide they want to start playing fair? Of course not. You don't believe that. I don't believe that. So we are seeing just how far they're willing to go and how much destruction and damage they're willing to do to our country in, in the process. But I was asking the question, what's the next play? Well, here's the next play. It's as dirty as it gets, and there's going to be more. There's going to be more. This is why they think they're going to run Biden, because the candidate doesn't really matter to them. They're on an all-out mission to destroy Donald Trump. They will do whatever they think will work in that process. That's the only sacred principle, stop Trump. That's how, once you see that that is their approach, everything else falls into place. You know, these days, uh, gifts are expensive. Things are pricey out there. So whenever you can get a good deal, you want to do that, right? Well, what if you can get cash back on the purchases you're making every day? I'm talking about grocery stores, gas. I'm already doing this. Carrie's actually out right now. She's going to be getting gas soon. And guess what? She's getting groceries, too. She's getting cash back. The Upside app. Just download it to your phone. It's free. It's so easy. You go to the app store, you download, download the upside app and you, you show, it shows you where you are and then it tells you where you can get deals on groceries, gas, some restaurants participate as well. So do you want to save money? I mean, why pay more for gas when you can pay less? It's right in your area. It's geolocated. So it's not like, Oh, drive 200 miles to save gas. It's go left here and you'll save gas. It's fantastic. The upside app, so easy to use. So easy to set up, and it's fun, too. You're like, oh, I get to save some money today. Upside users are getting as much as $300 back a year. It really adds up. 
You're getting 35 or 40 cents a gallon of gas off each time you fill up. Even when you're out dining, you can get 3 to 5% back every time. So download the Upside app today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code. Save an extra 25 cents for every gallon of gas you buy with your first Upside app experience. That's the Upside app. Make sure you use promo code Buck when you download it so they know you heard about it here. Give me some credit. High five. You're going to love getting this cash back with the Upside app. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and uh, and Buck here, and we are diving into the uh, the jury. I'm sorry, the state court, Supreme Court decision, not jury decision, um, in Colorado uh, regarding Donald Trump's eligibility to be on the the ballot. Um, I think we're also waiting for Texas uh, state. Oh, he's there, Texas State Attorney General Ken Paxton, just in time. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And I, I want to ask you about Texas's big move with regard to the border, but if I can first uh, get your take as a state attorney general on the breaking news about what just happened in a in a state not far from you, Colorado. Well, I guess it depends on what you consider far. But up in Colorado, the state Supreme Court just said Trump can't be on the ballot because of insurrection. What do you view here as, as the law and, and the rightness or wrongness of this decision? Well, it couldn't be more wrong. It couldn't be more devastating to uh, our republic because if states, literally a Supreme Court of potentially seven to nine members can make a decision to take people off the ballot, we don't have a republic anymore. It's pretty much over. So the Supreme Court is going to have to stop that, the U.S. Supreme Court, or we're going to find ourselves with no ability to affect elections anymore. We're going to be much like Russia or China or Venezuela. In terms of the the legality that they're trying to use here is there a, a limiting principle it seems to me i mean i was i was reading through the uh the anderson v griswold decision and they just kind of say well trump did an insurrection 
and he was part of the insurrection, therefore he's covered under this. Well, that's just, to borrow from the dude in the Big Lebowski, like, their opinion, man. Exactly, and it just can't be that a Supreme Court can take you off the ballot for he's never been adjudicated to be have committed any crime. So it's it's ludicrous for them to basically they've adjudicated it without ever hearing evidence on what he's done wrong and what crime he's committed, and then to just pull him off the ballot with that basically an arbitrary decision. I'm just saying that if that is left to stand, you'll see states doing that all across the country. Every time they don't like so Texas could do it. We might do it for Biden because he's been bribed, right? We've just, The Supreme Court's decided he's been bribed, even though he's never been adjudicated to have done that. So you cannot have a Supreme Court of a state do that, and have, we, we won't have legitimate elections ever again if this stands. Yeah, I, I- to me, this seems so clear. I was even willing to say, I think 7-2, maybe even 9-0, the Supreme Court strikes this down, although I'd put more money on 7-2. Um, but uh, Attorney General Paxson, I, I did want to ask you about another major move in the legal realm here. Uh, Governor Abbott now has authority under Texas law to take action against illegal immigrant entries into Texas. First, you tell us what these new powers are, and, and then I want to ask you, uh, is this going to survive federal scrutiny because we know the biden administration if they haven't already are going to challenge it well look i I invite them to challenge it we're trying to protect our border uh they won't do it they've got they've got the the force of law on their side laws that enable them to protect the border and they've said no not only we're not going to protect it but we're going to encourage the cartel to bring as many people here and make as much money as they can as fast as they can so that's where our that's where the biden administration is so as a state I think we have a right to protect our border. We have a right to protect our people from crime, which is, is, includes all kinds of terrible crimes, from trafficking of human beings to drugs. And I, I think uh, what we have the opportunity to do here is arrest people that come in here. And uh, it's a Class D misdemeanor, and they're sent out. And as long as they don't come back, they're not going to end up with a felony. If they come back in, they've got a felony. So we're trying to disincentivize what the federal government is supposed to disincentivize. Now, they're probably going to bring a similar, uh, a similar challenge against you that the Obama administration did against Arizona back in, in 2010. Um, is that how you see this going? I mean, wh- and why do you think, is the outcome likely to be different just because we have a different Supreme Court now in the review process? Well, there's two parts to this. One is, it's a, it's, it's a different law. Uh, we're, we're, these are state laws that, uh, uh, that we've created crimes un, under state law, which we're, we are so- sovereign states. So we can do that. Uh, so, and, and, and this is a situation where we've had how many years since that Obama decision where we, where the Supreme Court has gotten to see the results of the decision that they made, which was, hey, Arizona, you can't protect your citizens because the federal government's supposed to do it. Well, now we see that the federal government won't do it. That cannot be the right decision to allow states to have to suffer crime and people dying and getting hurt uh, because of that decision. So I'm hoping with a new Supreme Court and some evidence that this is pretty devastating to the border states that they will not use that decision against us, but instead will revisit it and say, wait a minute. States do have a right to protect their citizens if the federal government won't do it. Give everyone a sense. I mean, have you have you ever seen the border? We just talked yesterday on the show about how the all time high for you know all time record for illegal crossings not not a record that any administration should want to set. They just hit that, I and mean, that just happened. The all time high. Um, what does that mean for for your meaning the illegal immigration problem? What is it looking like for your state, for the budget, for just lawlessness, law enforcement resources? I wanted you to try to put it in context for everybody because you're right there on the front lines of it. Well, here's the deal. I mean, the cartels are building a network into our country. They're, they've got so much money now, billions being made off of human trafficking because they charge for every person coming across, you know, eight to $12,000, sometimes more. And that is money going into their pocket. So now they've got an incentive to build this network into the United States and make it continue. And along with that, all of the crime that goes along with that, but even as concerning as all that is the potential terroristic threat of people coming across the border from China and other countries that are not our friends. And the Biden administration has not just looked the other way. They've, they've, they've invited it and they've encouraged it and they've told the cartels, please do this. We want more people. Those numbers are not accidental. And we know that because we know what immigration looked like under Trump. 
and we know what worked. And the Biden administration said, dismantle everything that works, and let's do the things that would encourage as many people to come across the border as possible. No matter who they are, no matter what their background, we want them. Attorney General Ken Paxson for the state of Texas. Appreciate you being with us, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, look, I, I think what Texas is doing here is uh, smart, necessary, and could really change things up. We have a different court now, as he points out, different laws than what Arizona went through, different Supreme Court makeup for the review process. And I do believe the urgency of the border is, as a crisis, is now more set in the minds of the people than it has been perhaps ever before. And rightly so, because of the numbers and because of the reality of what is happening. You know, ask somebody in New York City. I have relatives and friends in New York City. They see migrants just kind of living out and wandering around in the streets, and uh, it's a mess. And we actually can't afford this. That, that's the part of it that the Democrats don't want people to figure out. We actually don't have the spare cash lying around to pay for millions of people who are going to need substantial government resources to feed themselves, to have a place to live, to all of that. And if we're just going to become the world's, uh, you know, shelter, if we're going to become the world's soup kitchen, we got big problems. Uh, you start to wonder, is this a country? Is this a country that people are going to fight for? Is this a country that people are going to feel bound by the rule of law in? Why? If so, why? Given what's going on. 800-282-2882. We'll take some recalls on this uh, Colorado decision. What you think is coming up? We will dive into it. But I'm a big supporter of U.S. funded resources, especially when it comes to oil and gas. The Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investors like you and me with investments in tangible domestic energy assets. Investing in these high-yield corporate bonds can yield rates of 9 to 13% annual interest with monthly payments. Phoenix Capital Group offers various options with different rates and terms to choose from. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream. Be part of the backbone that built our nation. To learn more, download Phoenix Capital Group's free investment package today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% APY. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Trump needs to be president. I think I need to be president. I think that's good for the country. But I will be in fair and square. We don't need to have judges making these decisions. We need voters to have to make these decisions. I do not believe Donald Trump should be prevented from being president of the United States by any court. I think he should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country. There you had a couple of the GOP contenders weighing in. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Just Buck today, and I am here with all of you. Uh, Clay is on vacation in Australia with the fam. Um, you heard Nikki Haley there. You heard Chris Christie, and they're saying what I would expect them to really, which is I don't want a court to do this, but you know, a guy should be president. Um, Nikki Haley has been surging vis-a-vis Ron DeSantis recently, which is interesting. I've seen some polling putting her even ahead of Ron DeSantis, uh, so she's gaining some ground. But the one who by far, and this is entirely unsurprising, is uh, the most devoted to going all in on the Trump side of this uh, argument in in the Colorado State Court, uh, is Vivek Ramaswamy, who is pledging to take his name off the ballot. Play 12. I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. I mean, why not just demand that they all drop out then? What What is this? I honestly, come on, Vivek. Look, Vivek is not going to be president, so he loses nothing by saying he's taking his name off the ballot in Colorado. Uh, the Supreme Court 
going to weigh in on this, and that is the way the process actually goes. So, um, I, I think the demands of other people to, uh, to, to bend the knee to what's going on here in Colorado is, is a, a little, a little much right now. Um, I think that this is something that you can expect the Trump campaign to fight against vigorously and to prevail. Um, no guarantees in life, but that is how I see this, uh, likely going and, and playing out. But there's clearly an effort underway here to destroy Trump's chances at the presidency that do not allow the American people to actually vote on all of this. Um, they, they, isn't that so fascinating? I mean, if you were to just take a step back for a moment, somehow the Democrat apparatus believes both things to be true, that you could have a candidate who is so dangerous to the country, so, uh, so much of a threat to our republic that we have to dispense with any and all constitutional protections, rule of law approach, the most basic fairness. We have to get rid of all because otherwise the American people might actually vote him back into power. Oh, they, they don't see that there's any disconnect there, right? And remember, in the background of all this, too, the people that are trying to use the courts in a variety of ways, as we see, that are trying to use the courts to stop Trump from being able to run are the same voices. And you know that you go and check yourself. The same individuals who will then go on TV and say there's nothing wrong with what the Biden family and what Joe Biden's role has been in selling influence to foreign actors in foreign countries, including the Chinese Communist Party. Nothing to see there. That there is nothing of uh, injustice in the fact that Joe Biden's son was able to not pay taxes for years, hide millions of dollars of income, do all kinds of other illegal stuff involving drugs and prostitutes and buying firearms and all this, all of that. They don't see any injustice or any double standard in it. They 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 want rule of law individuals, rule of law people in the Democrat Party. Um, it's outrageous. It would be one thing if uh, we were in a situation where the expectation of the Democrat Party was that the law is the law and everybody is subject to it, everybody must obey it without fear or favor and justice is blind, all that stuff, right? But what they actually do and the way that they view this is the law is a tool of their power and really a tool of mass persuasion or coercion for them. Uh, to use against political enemies and that they can force people to bend the knee. They can destroy poses them and they can pretend that this is all rule of law in the process. There are few things that are more dangerous for a, for a free society than exactly what the Democrats are doing right now. Honestly. And isn't it amazing that they say the same thing about our side? One of us is right and one of us is wrong. We can't both be right. You have to remember that about all this. Either what we're doing is egregious, crosses the Rubicon, and dispenses with centuries of American basic jurisprudence about rule of law and just the way we approach elections. Uh, one of us is right and one of us is wrong. And I, I, I think we all know very clearly, but it means that we're heading into an election year the, uh, that we've never seen before. And there needs to be a preparation for that on our side. You know, there's there's still a bit of a fixation. I mean, I'm telling me, but what about 2020? And to that idea, we're in the midst of the next election. We, we, we really don't want this one to end up the way the last one did, right? So I think we need to focus on the road right in front of us as we're driving 80 miles an hour and not have a conversation that is fixated on what was going on miles ago when we should have hit the other exit or whatever, or when they, ten miles, that doesn't, if you want to talk to me about how we prevent the cheating this time or what we need to do to change things, yes, absolutely. That's necessary. But people that say, well, we're going to uncover things or we're going to figure out what they, no, they're just trying to take their win and expand upon it, or rather, you know, take their power and build. And our side loves to just uh, 
have these purity contests about who believes the most uh, when it comes to how evil the Democrats are willing to be when it comes to elections or or who is the, the most hardcore about fighting the establishment or the uniparty. I'm like, we're not fighting any establishment or uniparty if we let Joe Biden get four more years, right? I think I think we can all agree on that one. So I just, I would call for the focus to be on winning. And like I said, the immediate, I'm not talking about five years down the line. I'm talking about where we are right now. They are trying to change the battlefield that we are currently on and do it in a way that we can't win. So that's what we are up against. And I think that understanding what those challenges are and understanding what their strategy will be is is absolutely essential. Um, and, uh, yeah. Team, are we able to take calls yet, by the way? Do we know? Are we are, are the lines up for calls? Um, I'm wondering. I'm not yet sure. We're working on At some point, we, we're, we're getting, you know, we've patched up the hole. The ship is no longer taking on water, as you can see. I'm, we're, we're the, the, the sails are up and we're moving forward here, team, on the show. But, uh, we don't have all of our cannons loaded if you get, if, uh, we, we need a little more, a uh, little more time to get everything, uh, ready to rock. But, uh, the show will continue here live on the air, of course. And, uh, when I, as soon as I can, cause we had, we had five, I'm telling you the truth. We had five great calls lined up in that first hour. Five great calls. I was so, and just as I was about to go, all of a sudden they're like, Captain, we need more power. And I was like, oh man, we're losing, we're losing, uh, we're not going to have light speed. You know, we can't fire the photon torpedoes or whatever. It was rough. It was rough. Coming back. We're coming. Scotty is on it. He's on it. And, uh, the ship is moving forward. Are you traveling overseas? Speaking of the ship moving forward this holiday season, my friends, if you're a pure talk customer and you're headed overseas, you are now covered with international roaming to over 30 countries. Countries in Europe, South America, the Bahamas are now covered by Pure Talk's plan. And here's the best part from Pure Talk. There's no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average size family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And they put you on America's most dependable 5G network so the coverage is second to none. Do what I do. Get on Pure Talk. It's my main cell phone company. It's the one that I use every day. They're veteran-owned, and they're simply the best when it comes to customer service. Their customer service team all here in the U.S. And now Pure Talk's got you with international roaming to over 30 countries. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 from your current cell phone and say Clay and Buck to start saving on wireless, get better customer service, and get hooked up with an all-American cell phone company today with Pure Talk. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
one of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on road. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've got Congressman Chip Roy in the mix now, and I believe he's on the ground in Iowa, has been recently. Congressman Roy, appreciate you being here with us. Great to be on. Yeah, my name's Iowa. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from Iowa State. Just did an event with Governor DeSantis and Governor Kim Reynolds, and uh, great to be here with the great folks of Iowa. Now, you have openly endorsed Governor DeSantis, as has Governor Kim Reynolds. A lot of people are looking at the polls right now, and they're saying, oh, it just feels like too much of a gap. What is your response to that in terms of this primary, where Trump is, where DeSantis is, the rest of the competition? Um, you know, for, for the DeSantis listeners in this audience, or I should say the DeSantis uh, supporters in this audience, um, what's your case to them that this thing isn't over yet? Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, spending some time here in Iowa, you get a sense of how important it is to them and how the extent to which all the roads get in the White House lead through Iowa uh, it's a real thing. I mean, these people show up, they're informed, they're engaged. Uh, some are decided, some are undecided, and they're asking great questions. We do not coronate people in this country, right? We do not anoint the people. Uh, it doesn't matter if you were previously the president or if you're a new candidate, whatever. You don't just get to just waltz out and say, yep, I'm the president. Uh, you go through the process. The only vote that's going to matter in Iowa is the one on January 15th. Um, you know, look, I don't think the University of Texas was ranked fourth in the nation. Uh, in the preseason poll. But you play the season out, and now Texas is going to be playing Washington in the Sugar Bowl, and we'll see what happens with Alabama and Michigan. But the fact is, you got to play the game. you got to play out the season here. we got to go out. we got to earn votes. And uh, the fact is, the, the reaction on the ground is fantastic. There's been enormous enthusiasm. Governor DeSantis has a message, a vision. He can serve for eight years. He's done extraordinary things. He's delivered for the people of Florida. And there's a reason that President Trump doesn't bother to go out and, and, and debate. It's because, frankly, I'm not sure it would fare that well. And I think people should ask that question. Why won't President Trump debate Governor DeSantis? Well, I think the, the Trump supporters in the audience, and there are many, many of them, would say he doesn't debate him because he doesn't have to because look at the polls, right? So there's this sense that what's the point? People already know what Donald Trump stands for. He was already president. They're aware um, uh, well, but I, I well, look, I, I think there's also there's a case to be made, uh, Congressman, that it's something of a responsibility for anyone running for office to expose themselves to those kinds of questions and to be willing to take the heat uh, live and, and on stage. So, I mean, I can see both sides of it. Yeah. So my question would be this is, uh, you know, what do we want to know about what President Trump would do in the next four years? Right. Would he do again what he did with shutting down the biggest economy in the history of the world? causing all sorts of problems in our country by shutting it down, including subsequently six to eight trillion dollars of additional debt. Would he do that again? Would he give a medal to Anthony Fauci on his last day in office again? Would he again choose to uh, regulate bump stocks, which then set the stage for the pistol brace bans for all of the gun owners out there who don't want their Second Amendment rights infringed that's now been struck down by a circuit court? Would he do that again? Would he release people out of prison again in sort of a uh, in the name of criminal justice, where we've now got criminals on the streets, would he do that again? You know, would he agree to sit down with Paul Ryan to pursue an amnesty bill instead of a border security bill first in 2018, leaving us fully exposed without new laws to check an administration like Biden again? I can keep doing this all afternoon if you want. He should have to answer those questions. I supported Trump in 2020. I'll support him if he's the nominee. He did a lot of so great con- things. But, Congressman, if, if, I, if I can... Um... 
you know, and, and we don't we don't uh, endorse here on the show. It's a standing rule. We've had it from the very beginning. So I just want to try to represent all sides of of the discussion sure. as we're talking going into Iowa. All those things you said. Let's just assume for a moment that someone doesn't even want to engage and and give the counterpoint on the specifics of it. Sure. What if they just turn around, they look at you, and they say, "Well, Congressman, if all that's true, why is Donald Trump ahead?" Call it 40 points in the polls. You know, why is the Republican base so unified behind him and has been for so many months, given what you see as some vulnerabilities from his presidency that raise questions? Well, first of all, I think there's a lot of people who haven't been able to see the answers to those questions and don't know a lot of those facts. Number one. Number two, uh, I don't believe in polls uh, deciding the fate of our country. In 2016, if we'd listened to the polls, then we would have coronated Hillary Clinton. No? Right? I mean, uh, you know, and, and the fact is, I just was in a room full of people. I said, hey, how many of you think that we should decide the election by polls? Do you believe in polls? Not one person raised their hand that they trust the polls. Um, the fact is, you've got to go through the process. The American people need to hear the debates. They need to understand more about Governor DeSantis, more about other candidates, more about how President Trump would handle the next four years. And I think that's critically important. And look, at the end of the day, like I said, we're gonna, I'm going to support the Republican nominee. But, but I believe it should be Governor DeSantis because he actually stood up to Fauci. He actually stood up to Disney. He actually stood up to the education establishment in Florida. He's actually cut uh, the deficits in debt in Florida. They've reduced their debt by 25%. He's had net migration, jobs blowing into Florida, economic growth. He stood up uh, for cops when in the summer of 2020 our cities were burning frankly, under President Trump's watch. There are reasons Governor DeSantis ought to, you know, the, the altar of those who say, you must fall in line, young man. No, I don't. Uh, I have an obligation to go fight for the people that I represent in Congress, but as a, as, a, as a human, as a man, as a father, as a husband, I have an obligation to go stand up for who I believe in. I believe in Ron DeSantis. Speaking of uh, uh, Congressman uh, Chip Roy, and Congressman, I want to ask you about Governor Abbott's New powers sure. in your home state, uh, with regard to the border and Texas now having state powers to enforce laws around illegal immigration. Um, how do you feel about this move? Do you think it will withstand judicial scrutiny? Could this actually change things in a meaningful way? Yeah. I mean, well, obviously in Congress, we've been trying to do everything we can with an administration that's totally ignoring their constitutional duty to secure the border of the United States. I've been beating this drum for the entirety of the time I've been in Congress. I've been going down to the southern border. I've been trying to present the problems. It's as bad as it's ever been because Anthony Mayorkas and President Biden refuse to enforce the laws. Um, we need Congress to use the power of the purse to check them. I hope we're going to do that. Um, Speaker Johnson is pledging that he's going to hold the line and say, you know, we're not going to give anything to Ukraine until we secure the border. I hope we hold to that. Uh, that's my position. But I'm just one 435th of one half of one third of the federal government. So there's only so much you can do with that besides use your voice. But uh, Governor Abbott is 100% right to step in because of the failure of the federal government. Under the Constitution, in our Republican form of government, states have the ability under our Constitution to defend our states if the federal government refuses to do so. We're under an invasion right now, uh, and it's an invasion that is both economic, but it's also uh, you know, causing death and harm to Texans. I have six kids who died from fentanyl poisoning in the school district I reside in just outside of Austin, Texas. Think about that. Just last year, six kids. We had we have untold damage to our kids with the fentanyl poisoning, but not to mention the damage to ranches, the damage to all of our schools, getting overloaded our hospitals, our communities. We've spent $12.5 billion with a B. It's bigger than most states' budgets on dealing with the border in the absence of the federal government. So you're darn right, uh, Governor Abbott is right, to lean into this and start trying to exercise more state power. Congressman Chip Roy, appreciate you being with us, sir. Good luck to you out there and enjoy some uh, some handshakes and some good food out there in Iowa. Just got some, some uh, curds, and it's great. And uh, you have a very Merry Christmas. Great to be on the show. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, we'll take some of your calls to close us out here, team. 800-282-2882. Light up those lines. Light them up like a Christmas tree. And we'll come back in a second. But when President Biden... Boxed the Afghan withdrawal in 2021 and sent a message to the world that America was not ready to defend its allies. Six months later, Russia invaded Ukraine. And now we're witnessing a war in the Middle East that's escalating quickly with tensions rising on the Red Sea and neighboring countries. I mean, there's a lot of chaos out there in the world right now. But guess what? 
Former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari thinks that despite all of these risks, the biggest one isn't actually being dragged into an escalation in Ukraine or what's going on in the Middle East. The biggest risk we face is the future of the U.S. dollar. That's why Mr. Tawari released a video to help inform you and help you prepare. See it online at moveyourcashnow.com to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. Again, go to moveyourcashnow.com, or you could end up holding a lot of worthless cash. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another Rhymed. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.